0: Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. Well, all right. Welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining. Glad you are here. Happy you are listening. Last week, there was another uh, violent shooting last Saturday in uh, Buffalo, New York. Many of you have already heard about this and uh, all the white supremacy rhetoric surrounding it. And I I wanted to spend a little time talking about this. Um, And I'm using a a clip from Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC uh, to do that. But the truth is you can turn it on any of the channels and what you're going to hear is uh, that white supremacy is this huge problem in America and, you know, that and uh, coupled with these semi-automatic weapons is, is causing uh, black people in particular to be killed, you know, by the hundreds or whatever. And so the story's a little bit inflammatory, obviously, but I just want to, I just want to talk about it from a couple of different angles and, uh, and, and, and show, really demonstrate how this is just part of an agenda Um, and you know look the right has agendas and the left has agendas Um, but right now for some reason the the left um, uh, in this country is really pushing some sort of racist white supremacist uh, agenda that all the problems that we have in america are somehow related to particular white people that don't like other people, other races. And you know, I, I tried to look to see how many white supremacists are there are in the country. And I've heard numbers that range from a hundred thousand to a half a million. And but I don't really know. I don't I don't think anybody has really gone out and counted uh, that. And uh, last time I checked, it wasn't on the census. So you couldn't self-identify as a as a white supremacist. And the reality is, depending on what the definition is, you could maybe drive a truck through it. So um, maybe somebody that you talk to um, that the news media thinks is a white supremacist, you might think of them as just, you know, not a white supremacist or maybe just some average person. And so there's just, a lot going on here. I don't, I've never really particularly thought that America's problems are wrapped in, um, in racism. Uh, certainly that's part of our history, uh, with slavery in the South and not just in the South In the North. I mean, that's another thing people don't realize there, there was slavery in the North too. It was just predominantly in the South and the South was advocating for, uh, slavery to be recognized in their states and so on and so forth. So, um, but the, the principle that I'm interested in preserving and I don't think it's racist at all is the, is the principle of freedom of association and freedom of association just means that, um, you can, you know, hang out with, do business with, uh, live with, Um, just any category you can think of with whoever you want. And nobody should have the right to tell you that you have to do business with this person or that person, uh, that you have to love this person or that person, um, that you even have to spend any time with a particular person, regardless of their race. But this shooting in Buffalo has has, uh, once again given the left and the media um, a platform from which they can roll out this whole white supremacy rhetoric. And, you know, I just want to, I want to play some clips from it, uh, from Lawrence O'Donnell and then also, uh, Chuck Schumer talking about it on the Senate floor and then, and then make some comments and, and just really kind of point to how this is all just framing, framing the message. Uh, consolidating the message and delivering it and with a nice bow uh,
1: to the American people it is New York State's second largest city a city born as a trading post before colonial governments were formed to that long rich history we must now add the deadliest mass murder in the history of the city of Buffalo which happened on Saturday
0: Certainly, mass murder is probably a very scary and very traumatizing and very just crazy scene. I mean, I hope that I'm never involved in one, on the receiving side uh, especially. I don't think I'll ever be in one on the, on the giving side, but uh, on the receiving side, I, I hope I'm never confronted with uh, you know, somebody who's mentally ill and is killing a lot of my fellow citizens. But having said that, the most important thing about this story is that this young man has some sort of mental issue, okay? Um, white supremacy may be a feature of that. I don't know. I don't know enough about this person's individual case. But um, a lot of people that are mentally ill, they, they have demons. They have Paranoias. And this is kind of a feature of their mental illness. But rather than highlight this mental illness aspect of this tragic shooting, uh, you know, the left wants to talk about, and the left media, the corporate media, they want to highlight the white supremacy part of it. And, and, you know, whether, look, again, I don't really see it. And I walk around my community, I don't really see the white supremacy. I don't see black supremacy. I don't see racism in general. I don't see it as a big problem. Is there some of it there? I'm sure there is. I just don't personally have any experience with it, and I don't see a lot of it around. I think I think there's probably some biases that uh, that are have racist underpinnings, but what are you going to do about that? I mean, what are you going to do about people's biases? I mean, there's really not much you can do about that. But rather than highlight, you know, this, this mental illness aspect, they decide to highlight the white supremacy. And so I've heard different numbers of how many white supremacists are, right, white, white supremacists, excuse me, it's hard for me to say, there are in the United States. And I've heard numbers from 100,000 up to half a million. But let's just take the higher number, half a million. You know, if you divide that by 330 million Americans, you're talking about 0.15% of the population, I mean, this is this is statistically insignificant. I mean, there's no reason to be focusing on this very very small group. And if you want to say, okay, they're all Republicans and they all voted for Donald Trump, fine. Donald Trump got 71 million votes, and so if you take um, 500,000 and divide by 71 million, you get about 0.7 percent. Still very very small. This is this is not. What should be driving uh, the political discussion in this country? What should be driving the political discussion in this country? And this is what made me. What makes me think the whole thing's just a distraction. Just every time they talk about white supremacy, it's there to distract you. It's to distract you from inflation, um, this empire building, nation building that we're doing around the world. It's to distract you away from the. The uh, reduction in your standard of living um, due to money printing and borrowing by the federal Uh, government—I think it's just a distraction, is what it is. But we're going to talk about it, like I said, and uh, um, you know, it's just—it's something we're going to have to talk about. But I'm—I'm going to talk about it to try to persuade listeners of this program to see what it is for what it is. You know, I mean, we're, we're going to I'm going to pick on Lawrence O'Donnell here a little bit and then later Chuck Schumer. And we're going to we're going to nitpick this a little bit because I don't think this is a big problem. And yes, it's tragic that 10 people died. Um, but I'm going to sh- I'm going to share some statistics with you here about the city of Chicago during uh, the week of uh, May 9th through the 15th. And uh, I think this is pretty indicative of what I'm going to share with you of every week in Chicago. And nobody seems to give a shit about what's going on there. And I suspect it's because black people are mostly killing other black people.
1: When the headline flashed across my phone on Saturday, I made some educated guesses about the murderer and the murder that were soon confirmed. A white supremacist teenage boy equipped with the most effective weapons for mass murder aimed at black people, just like the mass murderer who shot and killed nine black people in Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015. And those assumptions that I made are exactly what this story turned out to be.
0: Well, Lawrence O'Donnell's almost, you know, throwing his arm out of socket by patting himself on the back here. I mean, you know, most people, if there's a mass shooting, statistically it is it is a white person. It is somebody who's mentally ill. And it does tend to uh, be a younger person. So, I mean, a, you know, why are, why are white people so mentally ill? That's what I would want to know. I mean, every, look, everybody I know personally that has mental illness problems is white. I don't know why that is. Um, I, I don't even know anybody that knows anybody that's black that's mentally ill. So... You know, or, or is the is the government or the drug companies, are they doing something to the white people to make them mentally ill? I mean, you know, this is the level of, you know, conspiracy. And they're, they're always talking about the right coming up with the conspiracy theory. I mean, this is, you know, conspiracy theory 101 here with uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. And it's not even really relevant uh, to the discussion. The, the, the bigger discussion is, you know, why are people, why are so many people in this country mentally ill? Number one. And number two, how are they getting guns? You know, I mean, I had the same questions about these gangs that, that run Chicago. Why are there so many gangs and how are they getting these guns? They're certainly not walking into, you know, your local sporting goods store and buying these guns. So they're getting them from somewhere. Where are they getting them? And, uh, why isn't that part of the discussion? Um, you know, Kamala Harris likes to fashion herself as someone who likes to look at root causes. You know, what are the root causes here? It can't be white supremacy. That, that is not a root cause that is non-existent in America. That is not a root cause. Uh, the root cause lies somewhere in the mental illness, um, in the, in the despondent and, um, teenage groups that were locked down in a year, uh, or more and so you know but there's there's very little interest in that it's just it's just the white supremacy message and the gun message those two coupled together it's you know it's it's terror you know it's it's uh, we should all be very 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 afraid
1: the Justice Department has stated publicly that it's investigating the matter as a hate crime racially motivated act of white supremacy and violent extremism as they do. We must all work together to address the hate that remains a stain on the soul of America. The hearts are heavy once again, but a resolve must never ever waver.
0: So I have a real problem, you know, with this idea of a hate crime, uh, just on, on the face of it. Uh, you know, if somebody murders me, uh, do I care that they hate me? I mean, I'm dead, right? Murder is the thing that I'm concerned about. In fact, I'm not so sure you uh, you don't have the right to hate somebody in America. I mean, we say it all the time. I hate you. People get in fights. I hate you. You know. I mean, this is this is um uh, the idea of a hate crime is is really just kind of a stupid idea. The the, the what we want to stop is the crime whether somebody hates somebody while they're doing the crime, it's really irrelevant. But uh, the other thing that I would say about this is, what about the riots that took place in the summer of 2020? I mean, that was largely black people hating on, you know, their white community, people in their community that that happened to be white. They were burning down their stores and damaging their cars and blocking the roads and terrorizing people and pulling them out of their vehicles and beating the crap out of them. As far as I know, nobody was arrested for any hate crimes. I don't think anybody was arrested at all during the summer riots of 2020. That was just, it was just deemed mostly peaceful protests, And that's, that's kind of how it, it went for a few months. Um, but the, the whole idea of a hate crime is just dumb because, I mean, if 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 a uh, if a uh, a black man rapes a, a white woman, uh, d- does the woman and, and maybe he says, "I hate you, I hate white women," or something while he's raping her. I mean, does the woman really care about that, or does she care that that a rape happened to her? Same thing if you're a if you're a white man and you're raping a black woman. I mean, does the black woman really care that? you know, you hate black people and that's why I'm raping you and all that. No, that they all, what they care about is the rape, the violation, the physical violence that took
1: place against them. That's what they're concerned about. How many more times during his presidency will Joe Biden have to say that? We know it will happen again. We know with the number of dead might be higher next time. And we know that between now and the next time this happens, nothing, nothing will be done to reduce in any way the chances of this happening again. 10. 10 dead this time. Roberta Drury, age 32. Margus Morrison, age 52. Andre McNeil, age 53. Aaron Salter, age 55. Geraldine Talley, age 62. Celestine Cheney, age 65. Hayward Patterson, age 67. Catherine Massey, age 72. Pearl Young, age 77. Ruth Whitfield, age 86. Look, in in
0: no way do I want to seem non-empathetic to the loss of life here. I mean, it's tragic. I mean, these people were just shopping for groceries. Some idiot comes in who's clearly got problems, and he just starts blasting people away. I mean, he's got no... I I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he's out of his mind. Maybe he doesn't have any kind of... uh, empathy, you know, he's a psychopath or something. I, I don't know what the situation was, okay? But here's what I do know. And he makes a big deal. You know, how many times is Joe Biden gonna say this? And and nothing's gonna get done. Absolutely nothing. Well, I I think he's probably right. I mean what what would you have the government do in this particular case? I mean, let me ask you this. During the week of May 9th through May 15th in Chicago, and by the way, this happens every single week in Chicago, 13 people were murdered. 13. That's more than the 10 in Buffalo. And that happens every week, sometimes more than that in a week in Chicago. And what's being done there? Nothing. Nothing. Now, why don't you hear about it more? Yeah, because it's black people killing other black people. Nobody cares it's you know it doesn't fit the narrative the framing of the story that white supremacists are the cause of all your problems america and you need to vote democrats so we can round up all these trump hating white supremacists and throw them in jail i mean come on but that's what's going on here that's the narrative they want to they want to for them it's all about politics you're just a tool you're just a tool, and the problem is the black people don't. The black people getting killed, they don't fit into the narrative, so it doesn't it doesn't work, and so therefore they don't talk about it, and therefore nothing happens there either. So yeah, nothing's gonna happen. It's just it's just a way to uh, try to manipulate public opinion in favor of you know the idiot party over the dumb party. I mean, both parties are idiots in in my opinion. Neither cares about you. Neither cares about liberty. Neither cares about what makes this country great in the first place. All they care about is getting power, getting elected. And the people that read the news, that's all they care about too, is having their team be the ones in power. And that way they get free stuff and bennies and they get to glad hand the president and all these people in power and get softball interviews and live the great life. That's what they're all about.
1: That's it. They are all dead tonight because they are black and they were at the Topps Market on the east side of Buffalo. The current senior senator from New York loves Buffalo and has visited Buffalo more than any New York senator before him.
2: As I know this community, years ago, I worked hard to bring that grocery store to the east side of Buffalo because the community deserved a full fledged supermarket. It was a much-needed oasis in what was then a total food desert.
0: Look, while these people did die because they were in the Topps grocery store, they didn't die because they were black. That's just inflammatory and stupid. But they did die because they were there. They were shopping that day, and obviously if they were at home, they wouldn't have been killed. Uh, But that's just crazy. And then, of course, Schumer talking about he helped bring this uh, grocery store there. I, I love how these guys, you know, they they claim that they actually helped. You know, they were the ones that helped. Um, and and he uses this terminology that before he was there it was a food desert. People used to have to go two and a half miles to the grocery store. Now they now they can only go. Now they only have to go a half a mile or something like that. I mean, two and a half miles. I mean, really, that's that far. Anyway, uh, but it turns out. Chuck Schumer did use taxpayer funds, uh, more than seven hundred forty thousand dollars funds, dollars worth of funds, uh, in conjunction with um, a company, a nonprofit called, uh, 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 it's called Action for a Better Community, and they uh, somehow we funneled. I I don't know how a grocery store gets seven hundred forty thousand dollars in federal funds. But, you know, we use one of these uh, companies, one of these activist companies, one of these uh, companies that knows how to fleece the federal government for all kinds of social programs to help fund a grocery store. Well, maybe that's what the guy was pissed off about. Who knows? I mean, I would be more pissed off about that than whether or not there was a bunch of black people shopping there. Uh, But I just don't think that's right. I mean, somebody took, you know, I don't know how much of that $740,000 would have been mine, but they took something from me to establish that grocery store, which I'll never darken the door and never shop there. So I feel like I was just ripped off for that grocery store.
1: The mass murderer used zip code information to find the upstate New York neighborhood most densely populated with black people. Syracuse, a city of 148,000 people is 80 miles north from the white Republican upstate neighborhood where the murderer lived. 29% of the people of Syracuse are black, but the mass murderer decided that he could get a higher body count at the Topps supermarket in Buffalo, and so he bypassed Syracuse and nearby Rochester, whose population is 39% black, and drove the 200 miles to Buffalo. I thought this was interesting that he talked
0: about how the murderer found out that that the population was uh, fairly dense with black people and this would be a good hunting ground for them. And, you know, it made me think about how we, you know, take a census every, every 10 years and they, I don't know if you noticed or not, but they ask all kinds of questions. You know, the census is really what the census is really for is just to find out how many people live in a particular area. It's not, it's not there to figure out what race the people are or you know how much money they make or did they or did they vote in Republican primaries or democratic primaries? I mean this information is irrelevant to the census. the The original purpose of the census was just to count heads. How many people live in this particular area so that we can uh, draw boundaries around land and assign you a senator or a, a congressman. That's it. So the fact that, I mean, who's responsible for collecting this racial data uh, in Buffalo, New York, that enabled this guy to figure out that, hey, there's a lot of black people there in the first place. I mean, he was 200 miles away from this community. He doesn't know anything about it, really. So, you know, who should we be blaming for that? I mean, it sounds like a federal government problem to me. I mean, every time I fill out a form, I've got to put that I'm white or Caucasian on something. So maybe we should stop doing that. If there's these mentally ill people out there that are going to use that data, that publicly uh, available information to uh, figure out which race they don't like and go hunt them down and shoot them like dogs in the street, maybe we should just quit collecting that data.
1: We don't know why the murderer is alive tonight. The police had every legal right to shoot him on site with a gun in his hand when they cornered him in the store. But they talked him into dropping his gun to the floor, and then they arrested him. One of those police officers had been on the street with the unarmed 18-year-old Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Maybe Michael Brown would be alive tonight. For some reason, unarmed black teenagers and men Seem more likely to be shot and killed by police than white supremacist teenage mass murderers with guns in their hands.
0: I just get the sense that Lawrence O'Donnell fashions himself as you know very clever and have figu- you know figuring this out. Um, that uh, we don't know what happened. You know he, he wants to try to create some fear, uncertainty, and doubt around what happened around this young man's arrest. And basically makes a leap from there to, you know, how can black guys are always getting shot, you know, in, in, in their deals, like Michael Brown. Well, hell, Michael Brown, you know, was a big guy. He was coming at the cop, um, also reached in the cop cars, uh, reached inside the cop car and grabbed the cop's gun and shot it inside the car. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened to that Michael Brown thing. I mean, it's not even the same thing. If this, if this guy wasn't pointing the gun at the cops, if he was just holding it down at his side, then they probably did the right thing in, in getting him to drop the gun and then arrest him. But make no mistake. Had he raised that gun up and aimed it at the police, he'd have been dead a hundred times over they'd have put a thousand bullets in him or something i mean you know so i just i just it's just interesting that i mean lawrence o'donnell it's like it's like he's acting like he discovered fire here or something you know there's something uh so just revolutionary and uh, revelation like uh in his discovery um of this uh this observation that he's made but Make no mistake about it. If you aim, I, I think if you dig in this, and I haven't dug into it, but I think if you dig into it, you'll find out that the that the guy was not aiming the gun at the police. He was probably holding it down at his side. And had he raised it up, they make no mistake, they would have killed him. They would have shot him a bunch of times and killed him. And what you find with some of these black guys is they do end up raising the gun up, and they do point it at the police, and that's why the police start shooting not because, or because they're reaching into the car and the cop doesn't know why they're reaching into the car and so they start shooting. Uh, That's something I see a lot also. But anyway, it's just ridiculous, the analysis from Lawrence
1: O'Donnell. Senator Schumer focused on the support for the poisonous thinking that the mass murderer received from the Fox Channel owned and operated by the Australian immigrant Rupert Murdoch
2: online the shooter proudly professed himself as a neo-fascist white supremacist anti-semite his views shared extensively online embraced a dangerous ideology known as quote the great replacement unquote which asserts that a conspiracy exists to replace white americans with immigrants and people of color the same hatred that motivated the shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, the same poison that possessed the shooter of a synagogue in Pittsburgh, the same bigotry that murdered eight people in Atlanta last year, and the same evil that took the lives of nine worshipers at a church in Charleston. It was the same evil at play this Saturday in the beloved city of Buffalo, New York.
0: Lawrence O'Donnell makes a quick point here about Rupert Murdoch Murdoch being an immigrant from Australia. And I guess his point is that Rupert Murdoch, even though he's an immigrant, he hates immigrants or something. And look, the, the reality is Rupert Murdoch did not wade across the Rio Grande to get into America. Rupert Murdoch came under the laws of the United States of America and immigrated to the United States. I think people, and I don't, it doesn't seem to matter whether they're immigrants or they're Americans by birth, people don't want illegal immigration into the country. They want some controlled migration into the country. They don't wanna be overrun by poor people from other countries. I think this is the point of controlling the border. It's not because people here hate brown people or hate people from Australia or from Ireland or from Italy or from any other place. It's that to the extent we have a culture here in the United States, we want to preserve it. And we want to assimilate people that come here legally. We want to be able to assimilate them. We want to be able to bring them into our societies without Radically altering our society. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you hold those views, there's nothing wrong with it with you. That does not make you a white supremacist or a bigot, or any other of these names that Chuck Schumer called this guy. And as far as it being a theory, the replacement theory, I mean, look, call it what you want. Call it Bozo. It doesn't matter what you call it. People turn on the TV and they see mass numbers of people flooding across the border. It's not a theory. It's actually happening. And to the extent people are upset about it, they want it to stop. And the problem is the the elites in this country uh, are don't want it to stop for some other reason. And people don't know what the reason is. And so in the absence of some explanation, some people have coined this term the replacement theory. Now, I don't think it's actually replacement. It's more like dilution, right? You bring in a bunch of people from some other place. They're grateful and beholden to the Democrats and therefore vote Democratic. Democratic. I, You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe they're, uh, you know, a lot of these people from Venezuela and they've just experienced a lot of socialism and uh, maybe they don't vote Democrat because they see, you know, resemblance to socialism. So the theory, if to the extent there is one, is a theory that bringing a bunch of people from poor countries elsewhere in the world into America and making them Democrats, that might be the theory. Um And, and there's, and, you know, there's no way to know if that theory is going to prove out. But I think the bigger question, the bigger problem is, I think people are nervous about is just being overrun by people from poor countries and not being able to absorb them into our economy or assimilate them into our societies. That's a bigger problem. It's not, um, it's not, uh, white supremacy because you hold those views. that That's just ridiculous. I mean, um, that's just somebody calling you a name so they can shut you up and, and make you feel bad about the way you feel about what's happening on the southern border.
2: Not long ago, views like replacement theory were only found in the darkest places in deranged minds. Replacement theory and other racially motivated views Are increasingly coming out into the open and given purported legitimacy by some MAGA Republicans and cable news pundits it's a message that has also found a special home in several right-wing outlets and on one cable news channel in particular Fox News Tucker Carlson has spewed rhetoric that echoes replacement theory at least 400 times on his show Since 2016, it is not enough for outlets like Fox News to simply condemn Saturday's violence and condemn shooters racist views and then return to their regularly scheduled programming. Fox News and their hosts need to actually stop spreading dangerous ideas like replacement theory on their shows.
0: Well, again, I mean, I got to I got to take issue with the senator here. Uh, the, the dangerous idea is to come on TV every day and have your, um, your media, your corporate media schleps out calling Americans white supremacists. I mean, you know, again, we're talking about a very, very small number of people, but there's a lot of people that watch cable news. Are you telling me that CNN's audience, that, you know, I mean, who are they talking to when they're telling their audience that there's all these white supremacists out there? I mean, they're, that's a thousand times more inflammatory than talking about replacement theory. I mean, replacement theory is just a name. It's just somebody trying to describe what is happening on the southern border to describe uh, one party's uh, illegal immigration policy. That's all that is. I mean, they haven't told us what they're up to, so people are speculating about why they're doing this. Why is Joe Biden, why is the Democratic Party letting millions and millions of poor uh, Hispanics, Venezuelans, Hondurans, Mexicans, uh, Costa Ricans, you know, go on and on, okay? Colombians, there's a lot of them, okay? Why are they letting these massive numbers of illegal poor people to flood into the United States of America. In the absence of some explanation, some people are coming up with their own explanation. Well, you know, if you don't like that, then tell us what what it you're trying to do. But people are concerned about this. They're concerned about the actual numbers of these people coming over the borders. And so they've called it replacement theory.
1: The headline of Renee Graham's Boston Globe piece says, with the Buffalo massacre, Fox News has blood on its hands. Again. The article mentions Tucker Carlson nine times and his predecessor Bill O'Reilly once, but the article does not mention Rupert Murdoch under the title Fox News has blood on its hands. Fox News doesn't have hands, but Rupert Murdoch does. White supremacist mass murderers in this country who take encouragement from Fox want to, among other things, stop immigration to this country, as does Fox, a company owned and operated by an immigrant who has done more damage to this country in the 21st century than any immigrant in the world has done to any other country in the 21st century.
0: Well, the Boston Globe is getting dangerously close to lawsuit area here, I would say. And they better they better be very, very careful. But um, no, I mean, look, again, Rupert Murdoch is an immigrant from Australia. I don't know his immigra- immigration story, but I'm sure it was legal immigration. That's not what people are concerned about. What people are concerned about is illegal immigration in mass numbers and changing our society, in in ways that we're lost. We get lost and we never recover it. You know, um, so this is this is what people are concerned about, and the, and they're just trying to conflate the two. Immigration now uh, is just legal immigration. It's illegal immigration. It's it's all immigration. We we were all immigrants. Uh, at some point, right? So, But there's an illegal element to immigration, uh, and more specifically, it's the uncontrolled amount that people are concerned about. And, you know, look, it, Rupert Murdoch tells them to quit reporting on this. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but if he did, Bill Melugin would just quit and go work for some other outlet, or go work for himself and report on it. The reason they're reporting on it is because the images are very powerful, and the story is very powerful. I mean, the, the numbers coming across the border, the story tells itself. Tucker Carlson could just show video footage of this and not say anything about it, and everybody would know what was happening. And so it really doesn't matter how what Tucker Carlson calls it or his opinion on it. He He knows this is an important story culturally for the United States, and so he's reporting on it. And Rupert Murdoch's not going to tell him to stop reporting on that.
1: Thanks to Rupert Murdoch, as much as it is any Republican president, that America's mass murderers are still what they have always been, the very best equipped mass murderers in the world.
0: I'm just going to say it. I mean, Rupert Murdoch is going to sue these guys. I mean, that is one heck of a claim that they're making about Rupert Murdoch. And it's defamatory. It's libel. It's it's very very um, reckless and not true. <laughs> on top of that, so I would fully expect Rupert Murdoch is going to be suing MSNBC and maybe even Lawrence O'Donnell personally uh, because that is ridiculous what he just said there. And um, but this is this is who. This is who the corporate media is, and the and the and their their democratic uh, alliance partners. They're just ridiculous people. They say these wildly inflammatory things, and and you know because they can't make an argument. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. They simply cannot make an argument as to why we should be accepting millions and millions of people who are poor from these other countries. And when we can't absorb them, we just flat cannot absorb them into our country. So look, I'm going to wrap it up today. That's, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, It's just this, this conversations are just getting more and more ridiculous. But look, if you like the show, please share it. I want to, I want to get it out there to as many people. I mean, maybe some people don't like it, but maybe some do, you know, you never know. So share the show. Let's, uh, let's expand our reach and together we'll work hard so that together, when we get together, we'll be together to work hard and to expand our reach and to get more people thinking about who gets to decide. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed that. That was a little bit of Kamala Harris for you.
1: Every American mass murderer can thank Rupert Murdoch for all the murder tools.